Hey, you guys, this is Kristen. Welcome back. This is episode 13 of this show. I am extremely grateful that you guys are listening to this. Um, and I just appreciate the fact that you guys are taking time out of your day. Um, so that I hope that you, I am giving you some sort of inspiration or value. If you guys don't mind, if you will share this to your Facebook or Instagram stories, you guys can take a screenshot and just tag me in it at Morris Kristen. And just let me know what you think. Let me know if you've gotten any takeaways from today's episode um, or if it has given you any value. Um, I would love to reshare yours to my story as well. Also, if you don't mind, um, if you can give me a five-star review, um, the the more reviews that I get, the the higher it bumps me up and more people will be able to, um, to listen. So I appreciate you guys doing that and you can leave me a review there as well. Um, again, just don't forget to maybe share this out and let someone know um, so that I can hopefully inspire someone else. Um, so today's episode, what I'm going to talk to you guys about um, has to do with one of of the things that I have pretty much my entire life tried to live by. I can remember from a very young girl reciting this. Um, and it's just something that I've kind of just applied as like one of those mottos for my life. Um, and I have found it to be extremely valuable to me in just different situations of my life. Um, there have been times that I've forgotten about it and then I come back to it. Um, and I just, I find that it is helpful to me and so that I hope that it's inspiring or helpful to you. And that is the serenity prayer. Um, so a lot of people, whenever they say this prayer, they automatically think about the Alcoholics Anonymous. That's mostly where um, this prayer is used. Um, however, I was exposed to it from a young age um, at church, um, and it does have biblical, uh, it has biblical meaning to it. Um, in fact, you can track some of the um, the things to it and relate it to scripture um, and things that you can find in the Bible. But I remember when I was little, um, I probably was in about fourth grade, maybe fifth grade. Um, my mom, she was very good. Her, her love language is gifts. And she would, um, she would go, especially for like Valentine's day and things like that. She would go and buy these little trinkets for us and surprise us. Either we'd come home from school and she'd have, and I told you I was one of three girls. So we would have three spots laid out on the, um, dining room table and it would be things that she had bought for us. If she had been out shopping, she thought about us and, or it could have been like Valentine's day and she just got us these little gift baskets and, you know, she would buy chapsticks or lip glosses cause we were girls, you know, fun things like that, little bracelets and stuff, or she would buy like like journals or um, little books or things um, that are similar to that just to kind of cheer us up um, and just kind of make our day. Well, one of the things that she had bought for me when I was little was this little journal. Um, and it was just a plain notepad. It was it had a hard cover on it and it was just lined pages on the inside. But on the cover, it had the serenity prayer. And I remember reading that at that young age and thinking, man, this is powerful and this is something that I'm going to um, apply to my own life. Um, and it goes like this. It says, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. And it's just as simple as that. Now, there are, um, if you go out and you look, there is an, it's actually a longer prayer. This, um, prayer was written back in the forties, uh, by this man. Um, and it goes, it continues on the prayer actually continues on. And it says living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as pathway to peace taking as he did this sinful world, as it is, not as I would like it, 
trusting that he will make all things right if I surrender to his will so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with him forever and ever in the next. Amen. And that's pretty much the way the rest of it goes. Um, But I really just want to focus on that first part. And that's the part that mostly everybody um, can relate to or most people remember whenever they think about the serenity prayer. Um, Because, like I said, this has just been something that has weighed on me for um, the majority of my life. And especially as I've been reading over the last several days and couple weeks, um, everything that keeps coming back to my mind. And I've talked about it to you guys before about how we often will settle in our lives based on the circumstances that have come before us. You know, I remember as a little girl having these dreams of this big house, and I remember, um, you know, just having all these plans and things of of the things that I was going to accomplish and um, the things that I wanted to do. And for the most part, I've done them. Um, But as you get older, you become numb to the fact that we should be dreaming big. Um, and we kind of stifle that a little bit. Um, and it's not necessarily a bad thing. We kind of, we, we take it down a notch because we're trying to be more realistic, I guess. Um, and over time we end up putting ourselves in a box and we end up not really pursuing that, which could be. Um, and so that's kind of where I want to focus on today because, um, ultimately that is not what Christ wants for us. He wants for us to, um, obviously rely on him and give him the glory for everything that we've been given, but that we are challenging ourselves on the daily to grow, to get better, um, to be more, to be encouraging, um, because through being those things or doing those things and accomplishing that, we give God glory. And not only that, we are serving as an example to other people, being that salt and light that he has called us to be. Um, So I'm just going to break it down. I'm going to focus really on each of the three main parts of that prayer today. Um, And hopefully something that I say today will um, encourage you and maybe inspire you or equip you with the tools that you need in order to dream just a little bit bigger. Um, So let's start with talking about serenity. Now, serenity, whenever I think about serenity, you want to think about like things that are peaceful, things that are just quiet and in the moment. And I don't know about you, if you're like me, you're, you run, you know, run ragged all the time. You go, go, go. Maybe you don't really feel like you have a whole lot of serenity in your life or peaceful in your life. Um, but I want to remind you that God says that he can be that peace. Um, you know, often I've had to tell myself in the last few years, and I've really, really spent a lot of time just this particular year focusing on being still. And making sure that God is my priority or that God is the focus so that I can um, be an active listener and be ready and willing to receive the words that he has for me or the plan that he has for me. And I can't do that if I'm just running, you know, running amok and just going, you know, 90 miles an hour. Um, But serenity also has to do with acceptance. And so we will sometimes um, deal with a situation And it makes us feel uneasy or maybe even angry or upset, frustrated. Um, We can cock an attitude real quick um, if you're like me. You feel like you just fall up into your feelings. Um, But having serenity in a moment like that whenever you're having to deal with things 
it's not necessarily where you're saying, okay, I'm just going to allow it to be quiet or I'm going to allow it to be still, but the fact that you are submitting to whatever it is that's going on. So whether that be a boss who seems like they are controlling and they, you know, don't allow you to make certain decisions without them kind of holding your hand or um, they're micromanaging you in some type of way. Maybe it's a coworker or a friend or even a family member that has this terrible attitude all the time. Um, you know, maybe you are dealing with a circumstance where you've had a death in the family or someone in your, you know, in your circle, people that you know that are close to you is sick um, and just doesn't seem to be getting better. Um, you know, we don't really have much choice over things like that, you know, and that's just the state of life that we're going to have to deal with things. Um, you know, God says in his word that he never, ever promised that it would be easy for us, but that he would be there. I even think about the poem with the footprints in the sand, you know, when things are tough, you know, we're walking and walking along with God and we're talking with God. But then when things get tough, we notice that there's only one set of footprints in the sand. And we sometimes feel like we're walking alone, but that's actually whenever God is carrying us through, whenever he's taking us through those moments. And I find myself, and maybe you can you can relate, you know, when when we're dealing with, and I, I fall very, I mean, I have to check myself daily, you know, somebody will have an attitude, and then I'll find myself wanting to get an attitude right back. Or, you know, things are going on that we feel like, you know, they're out of our hands, we don't have any control over it, you know, it could be that boss that's telling us to do a certain thing or be a certain way, and their expectations are so high that we don't feel like we can quite measure up or we feel like we're always a failure because we don't ever measure up. We don't really have control over what those other people are doing. We don't really have control over the sickness that's going on. We don't have control over those things, but God does. And I don't know why we allow ourselves, because if you're like me, this is how I am. I'll fall into that, that trap where you'll get stuck in your emotion. You'll get stuck in your feelings and you get overwhelmed and anxious or tired, and then you lash out. Maybe you, um, you know, you find yourself complaining about that boss, or you find yourself running your mouth about them or the person that you're working with. Like you, you feel like it's out of your control, but it's still complaining. You know what I mean? Like in that prayer, serenity says, "I want to accept what I cannot change," because it's true. We have to have peace. Um, to accept things that we don't have any control over. And that's difficult, especially if you're like me and you're one of those control freaks that you want to be in control all the time. You want to have, um, you want to be able to make that decision or you want to be able to, um, to make sure that things go the way you want them to go. And if you can't, God's got to allow us to have that peace so that we can allow him to take control over those um, situations. The next step or the next part of that prayer talks about courage. So we, we talked about serenity just a second ago and acceptance and learning that we have to deal with the things we cannot change. But then on the flip side of that, there are opportunities that we can. There are things that we can do. And the next part of that prayer says, give me the courage to change the things I can. Because, you know, it's so easy for us to look at something that's going on in our life and go, well, I don't have any control over that. And it's frustrating me and complaining, complaining, complaining. But there are things that we can do. There are things that we can do to make the situation better. 
whether it is our attitude, whether it is building someone up, whether it is trusting in God, um, you know, I, you might be faced with a difficult decision, you know, and sometimes, unfortunately, we will take a situation that's really hard, whether it's be deciding to switch or make a career change. I know for me, that was something that I dealt with recently. That was a hard thing to do you know, and I had to depend on God, but I also had to allow God to give me the courage in order to make that decision. So I encourage you, if you're dealing with something like this, that you have the courage to make that choice or to make that change when God has given you the directive to do so. You know, when we think, and often this is where we allow ourselves to come in, where, you know, we think the situation is too difficult, We think that it's going to be too hard. I'll never, ever be able to accomplish this. But God says in all things, we can. He says, I have strength that you do not. And I can equip you with the tools that you need in order to accomplish this thing that you cannot do. Because ultimately, it's not about you. It's about him. It's about getting him the glory. And so if I'm able to have the courage to depend on Christ and allowing him to equip me with the courage that I need in order to make a decision or to put up with a circumstance, you know, in order to make a change, then I'm doing it for God's glory. You know, he hasn't given us a spirit of fear. God says instead of that spirit of fear, he's given us a spirit of um, a a sound mind, okay? We're not going to be timid, and we're not going to back down when he's given us a call. You know, there's been times, and, you know, maybe God has tugged on your heart, and he said, you know, maybe you need to pick up the phone, and you need to call a friend, and you struggle with that and you're like, I can't, you know, I, I, I feel like I sort of know what they're going through, but I don't. And I don't know that it's my place to, to make that phone call or to, to have that conversation with them. But if, if God has called you to do it, then my, by all means, we need to be obedient. We need to do it because he will equip us with the words to say, even if we don't feel like we have the right ones to say. You know, I remember when my, um, my granny passed away. Uh, this was Sophie. So I guess it was about eight years ago. Um, I found out. Um, in fact, I found out I was pregnant with her right after my granny passed. But um, my granny had lung cancer, and she had been dealing with it for a while, and she was very, very, very sick, and she did not live um, her life as a Christian. In fact, she didn't go to church. She smoked like a chimney. Like you know, it was she had a filthy mouth. Anyway. I remember her laying on her deathbed. Hospice had been called in, and um, it was just, you could tell it was just going downhill. She was, it was, we only had a matter of days. And the Lord spoke to me, and He said, You need to talk to her. You need to pray with her. You need to make sure that she's right with me before it's too late. And I thought to myself, Lord, I can't do that. I think I was like 23, 24 at the, at the time. I was young, and I was like, Lord, I can't. I can't do that because these are the last moments that I have with her. And if I make her mad, then that's how it's going to end. I'm going to, it's going to end with her hating me for bringing it up. And I remember struggling with that. And I went into the room and it was just me and her. And I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to do it. And I, I reached over and I grabbed her hand and I said, granny, and this was still when she was able to communicate, she could still hear me. She could still, um, you know, it was hard for her to make words, but she could. And I grabbed her attention and it was between her taking naps. And I said, granny, I need to ask you a question. And she turned her head and she looked at me and I said, and I really hope 
that it doesn't make you angry with me, but I have to because if I don't, I'll regret it for the rest of my life. And I told her, I said, Granny, I need to know if I can pray with you. I need to know if we can make it right with if you want to if you want to give your life to the Lord. And she looked at me and she smiled and she said, "Yes." And there was such a wave of emotion that came over me because I felt like the Lord had done something. He had built me up, but not only that, he had strengthened the last few moments that I was going to have with my granny and I grabbed her hand and I I prayed with her. And she asked for Jesus to come into her heart. And I re- it was only a, a day or a couple of days later that she slipped away and passed. And to this day, I still dwell on that moment because I know that had I not been given the courage through Christ to do that, to this day, I would still be wondering. I would still think about you know my granny and wondering, is she going to be there whenever I make it to heaven? And I would be worried about it. You know, because there's other family members that we have, and maybe you are the same way, where you're not quite sure, you know, where their heart stood or where their soul was with Christ before they passed. And it's not an easy feeling. You know, God has called us to be influencers for his kingdom. God has called us to be salt and light. We are a city set upon a hill. And often the things that he asks of us, are not going to be easy. He's asking us a lot of the times to step outside of our comfort zone so that he can shine through. Because again, I'll say it, I'll say it over and over and over again. Everything that I accomplish, everything that I do, the words that come out of my mouth, the things that I do for people, it's not me. It's him. He has equipped me with everything that I need in order to accomplish his work. Because ultimately that's what the goal is, is to give him the glory. So I encourage you to think about that whenever you're faced with a difficult situation or you're faced with a hard choice that you need to make, whether it be with a relationship or even for your own self, you know, you have to have that courage and depend on Christ to carry you through. The last part of that prayer has to do with wisdom. And over the last, I'd probably say about five years of my life, God has given me a word for each season. And sometimes that season lasts for a year. Sometimes it lasts a little bit longer, but um, the season right now that I'm in, God's saying, be still. Like that's the word that he's given me. Um, But the word that he gave me before that had to do with wisdom. And I know that that word was given to me because I was headed into a place. I was coming out of young adulthood, moving into um, a more mature adulthood, not necessarily middle-aged yet, but I had I had finally reached a point in my life where I felt like I needed to be more mature, not only um, in just in everyday living, um, but also in my walk with Christ and the fact that, you know, he was calling me to be some something bigger. He was, equ- he was equipping me with things that I was going to, new- to do in order to reach lost souls. Um, and I, I asked God often for wisdom. And the ending of that prayer, we're supposed to ask Christ for the difference. What do we, we want to know or have the wisdom to know the difference between things that we need to accept and the courage to make the decision to change things. That takes wisdom. You know, we will sometimes allow ourselves to get in the way. I know whenever, you know, when we want to buy a new car, we want to buy a new home, or, you know, there there are things that we want to make a decision about. Oftentimes it's really hard because we don't know if it's us that wants it or if it's God that wants it. And I know if you're like me, I've prayed a lot and said, Lord, you know, 
I want for this to happen, but I also, I want you to be in the center of it. So if you're not in the center of it, this is not your will, then I ask for you to take it away. I ask for you to send me something that will tell me that this is not for me because I ultimately don't ever want for my wants and needs to come before what God wants for me and for my family. And not only that, you know, we often will make mistakes. You know, I I remember when Ronnie and I first got married, we made some dumb decisions, you know, financially, we made some stupid decisions. And a lot of the times when we are moving forward from a situation where we've made a mistake, we will unfortunately repeat that mistake. We'll make a decision and then we'll make that decision again and we'll make that decision again. And we keep falling trapped to the same old mistakes over and over and over again. When you ask God for wisdom, it's also asking God to teach you through the mistakes that you've made. So how can I learn from what I've done? You know, I I can decide, you know, my child might be throwing a fit in the floor, you know, or I might have dropped my, my iPhone, my brand new iPhone and broken the screen on it. You know, those are things really that I can't control. The dropping the phone, the broken screen, the, the screaming kid, you know, the person who cut me off when I was driving down the highway. Those are things I can't control. You know, I have to have the serenity to accept those things. However, I also need to have wisdom in the fact that I can respond appropriately. You know, if my child is throwing a fit, I need to be able to discern whether or not it's because they're super tired or overwhelmed, you know, or is it they just need a little bit more discipline? Maybe I'm not being the consistent parent that I need to. What is it that I that I need to do to be that mother that my child needs at that moment? You know, I need the wisdom to make a decision on what's important and how I react to the things that are going on around me. So I pray today that you will um, you will approach not only um, your decisions with understanding the difference between things that we need to be able to accept and the things that we need to be able to step out and make a difference. I ask that you you would dwell on these words. You would dwell on that. And even if you feel uncertain or uneasy, maybe you're at a place where, you know, you don't know the right decision to make. You don't know whether or not you should accept it, or you don't know whether you should step out in faith and do something about it, but that you would reflect and you would pray and you would allow God to be the voice of reason when you need to make a decision so that you'll have that wisdom in order to discern what you should do. I appreciate you guys for listening. I hope that you got some sort of value out of this, um, and I hope you all have a blessed day.